birthday. Uh, she's one of our uh, ministers, also general license in the United Pentecostal Church, a chaplain and a grief counselor. And she's a woman of God. She loves God, and she loves God's people. And we look forward to hearing the word of the Lord today. God bless you, Sister Carmona. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, saints. Hallelujah. Praise God. So nice to see everyone here this morning. Praise the Lord. And you're probably wondering why I'm carrying a bag with me, and I'll let you know in a few minutes. But you may sit down. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I felt led of the Lord to teach today on unforgiveness. Um, and I titled my lesson, Dungeons of Unforgiveness which I pray that none of us have to ever visit. Praise God. Are we in shackles this morning? Praise the Lord. Are we in shackles? Do we uh, tend to come to services and worship and praise God, but we're still carrying around this bag? And my bag says unforgiveness on it. And sometimes we tend to carry this thing with us as we go along our journey in the walk of God, the Bible says in Psalms 2-3, let us tear off their shackles from us and cast all their chains. And a lot of times we love singing, no more shackles, no more chains, and we sing that. But sometimes we have unforgiveness still in our hearts. And that is like being in prison, praise the Lord. It says in Psalms 107, verse 14, he brought them out out of the outer darkness and tore off their shackles. That's what we want God to do with the shackles that we have. We want God to tear them off, praise the Lord. Why are we gloom and so unhappy? There is a spiritual disorder, saints, and it's called unforgiveness. If you don't know about it, wise up. That comes from being hurt by someone, but we are to turn that pain around and give it to Jesus and allow ourselves to forgive the offender. Unforgiveness can lead to a heart full of bitterness. Jesus said in Colossians 3.13, what did he say? Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. He is telling us here what we are to do. Forbearing one another, you know, forbear each other. You know, we're still in the family of God. Forgive one another. Sometimes we have to tolerate certain things. And... Um, if we don't do this, God is not pleased. We have to forbear one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, we are to forgive also. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. That's in Ephesians 4.32. So, if we have unforgiveness, we cannot move forward. You're stuck. Why? Because we have created a cell. Do you know when you don't forgive someone, you're like in prison. And you also have the other person bound. 
So you're both in jail. Praise God. Why haven't you unlocked those chains and given that to the Lord and forgive that other person? Is unforgiveness eating your life? And you know, it's good. It could do that. Unforgiveness is bad for your health. It becomes toxic. It becomes toxic. How does it become toxic to your health unforgiveness? First of all, chronic anger puts you into a fight or flight mode, which results in numerous changes of your heart rate, your blood pressure, your immune response. And those changes can lead to an increased risk of depression, heart disease, and other things. Forgiveness, however, comes stress levels leading to improved health. When you forgive, you'll see the difference. Praise God. Losing sleep, you could lose sleep, wanting the other person to come to you first and apologize. It may never happen. You know, I work in a kind of a skilled nursing that has a nursing home, and some of these residents have been there for many years. And sometimes they tell me, if I had just forgiven so-and-so, I wouldn't be sitting in this wheelchair. And they said they're bitter. They want nothing to do with God because they're blaming God for not getting even with the person that hurted them. You know, and so the cycle goes on. Bitterness starts growing. Those roots start to grow in that heart. And those people have a demeanor on their face that looks so sad and so torn because unforgiveness is still eating away on them. We might experience bursts of anger, telling others not to affiliate with the person you haven't forgiven. Now, that's not good. You create a posse. You know what? They haven't been talking to me, and I'm not forgiving them, and you shouldn't talk to them. And so you create a posse, so you're adding other peoples to your cell, innocent people into your cell of unforgiveness. And gossiping about the offender. Unexpected pearl-related issues, bitterness and resentment start to grow and flourish. Sometimes people can see it in your demeanor. If you're walking around, always looking gloom, you can't crack a smile, and we're called saints of God and have the Holy Ghost and been baptized in Jesus' name, we have to start to re-examine ourselves and go back to what put us in that position. Praise the Lord. For if you forgive others, according to Matthew 6, 14 and 15, their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your heavenly Father will not forgive your transgressions. I mean, it's so simple. Therefore, if you're presenting your offering at the altar, and there, remember that your brother has sometimes something against you, leave your offering there before you go to the altar. First be reconciled to your brother, and then you come and present your offering. Praise God. So you, so you bring that thing, and you leave it at the altar. You leave it there. And you go back to your brother, to your sister, and you ask for forgiveness. I know we're human beings, and we tend to offend one another. We tend to hurt each other's feelings. I know those things happen. It's a real world. But we have the power and the tools 
to be able to fix it. Praise God. <laughs> we have the power and the tools. You don't go back and take it back and open it up and start rehashing things. No. So we have to be careful how much we're holding in because that is going to affect our health. Praise the Lord. It says in Romans 15, 17, Therefore, accept one another, just as Christ also has accepted us to the glory of God. 2 Corinthians, but if any has caused sorrow, he has caused sorrow not to me, but in some degree in order not to say too much to all of you. Now, Paul is talking, I want you to stay on that, sister, um, 2 Corinthians 2, 5, 3, 11. Paul is talking here, and Paul is saying, in verse 5, if anyone has caused grief, it has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent. The punishment inflicted on him by the majority is insufficient. Now, instead, you ought to go and forgive and comfort him. So when you go and forgive someone, also have comfort. When you're going to forgive someone, you're going to have a forgiving and a merciful attitude. That's very important to be merciful in the forgiveness. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. When we read the Beatitudes, a lot of people think they're called the bad attitudes, but they're not. <laughs> it says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall show mercy in Matthew 5 and 7. We have to be merciful. Without this, we are going to stay stuck where we are, and we're not going to move forward. And when you're stuck with unforgiveness, unforgiveness leads to retaliation. And what does retaliation lead to rebellion? And before you know, you're a mess. So when you, are, when you have unforgiveness in you, you cannot really get forward. You cannot move. You might be able to praise God and worship a little bit, but you're not really where you're supposed to be with the Lord. Martin Luther King said once, forgiveness is not an occasional act. It is a constant attitude. So instead of having the bad attitude, let's have a forgiving attitude. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So how can we be healed from unforgiveness? What do we do? to get rid of this in our hearts, in our minds. You have to make sure you make the decision to let it go. That's the hard thing. We don't want to let it go. I mean, you know, so-and-so did this, they did that. It wasn't fair. How come they didn't get, the, you know? And, and you start rehashing and you start reliving it all over again. That's not letting it go. You got to let things go. Give it to Jesus. Tell God everything about it and give it to him. Give it to him. He's the one that should be hearing it. Not sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so, the telephone, the internet, whatever. Express your pain and your responsibility. Stop being the victim and blaming others. Well, if they hadn't done or said this and that, I wouldn't have been in this situation. No. Stop being the victim and blaming others. We are to blame ourselves. We're responsible for our own actions. Focus on the present, the here and now, and the joy of the Lord. 
focus on what's happening now. You're not living there anymore in that issue that just occurred. Whether it was a minute ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, whenever. Focus on the present. Is this doing, is this going to edify me in any way? Am I going to be able to win to someone, witness when I have this in my heart? Don't dwell on it. Don't dwell on it. Don't take out the list and say, well, this happened, that happened. I can't, I can't forget it. Stay, stick to the positive. Let it go and get rid of it. So when you're letting it go and getting rid of it, that doesn't mean that you continue to carry it everywhere. You know, you just you can't carry it everywhere, Brother Corinthians. You can't. You can't carry it to the altar like this and sing and worship. You can't, you can't do this. You have to get rid of it. Give it to God and leave it there. And continue to worship the Lord and praise him and thank him for that deliverance. That is a deliverance that we need in Jesus' name. So, forgiveness might not totally fix the situation. It's not, it might not fix the whole thing. You might not be seeing eye to eye still after that. But the situation will be fixed with you and God. That's the important thing. Because God said, you forgive, and I will forgive you, right? That's what's important. When we forgive, we are to do it with a merciful and a compassionate attitude, just like Christ did with us, Psalms 86, 5. God is merciful and compassionate, and that's how he forgave us. Do you know that we are the fragrance of the gospel of Christ? And Paul confirms this in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, 14 through 16. It says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. And makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. The savor is the fragrance. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we are his fragrance. So how glorious it is for the world to see and smell the sweetness of Jesus in us. They don't need to be smelling the bitter weed of unforgiveness. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> they need to smell that sweetness of Jesus in us. Not Coils of bitterness, anger, hate, and unforgiveness. Is there a sweetness to us? Is there kindness? Is there forgiveness? The fragrance grows sweeter as we surrender all that negativity and prideful thoughts to him. The stinkweed is replaced by the sweet fragrance of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now let's go back to... 2 Corinthians chapter 2, 5 through 11. So, Paul is saying, if anyone has caused grief, he has not much grieved me, but in part that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient to such a man is this punishment which was inflicted of many. So that the contrarize ye ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. 
Wherefore, I beseech you that you will confirm your love toward him. For to this end also did I write that I may know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. To me forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it. For your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Praise the Lord. So, we don't want to allow Satan to take advantage of that unforgiveness we have in our heart. Praise the Lord. So, we have to outsmart him. You know, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, and it probably something maybe with nobody that's here, maybe somebody from the past, and you're not able to locate them. You still ask God to help you with this issue and forgive them in prayer. Forgive that person. Forgive them. Forgive your family. Forgive your friends. Forgive your brother or sister in Christ. Don't keep causing more sorrow to that person by holding them in that prison. I always say, if you want to travel, travel light and forgive. <laughs> you know, you want to travel light in your journey with the Lord, forgive. Praise God. You are going to feel so much better to get that weight off that has you bound. You're going to feel so much better that you're free from that. And that you don't have to carry it anymore. God wants us to have that forgiving attitude. That forgiving spirit. Don't become compulsive with it. Don't try to analyze it. Just get rid of it. Praise God. Get desperate. Get desperate to get rid of it. Nobody has to know. You don't have to publicize it and tell everybody, I'm going to go forgive so-and-so. That's between you and God. That's between you and the Lord and that person or that situation. Praise the Lord. If we want to become stronger soldiers for Christ, we have to experience forgiveness. We have to practice forgiveness and produce forgiveness. Not just say, I forgive you, but in your heart you don't. We have to forgive and forget. And I know it's hard for the forget because a lot of us don't want to forget. But you know what? Jesus forgets. When he forgave us, he's not bringing things up to our face every now and then. So we have to have that Christ-like attitude when we are forgiving someone with love, with compassion, with mercy. To forgive and to forget. Praise God. Take responsibility for those feelings that you have. Take responsibility. Jesus wants us to follow him, be in his shadow all the time. Don't let one little thing hold you back from getting close to the master. Don't let nothing interfere with your walk with the Lord and your relationship you have with Christ. It's not worth it, saints. It's not worth it. And unforgiveness is very heavy. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. But unforgiveness is real. It happens every day. It happens to all of us. And we have to deal with it. We have to deal with it. It's, it's there all the time sometimes. 
I know. I know how this is. But if you want to be healthier and you want to succeed and you want to get move on beyond that point, we have to learn how to forgive one another with love, with compassion and mercy. Praise the Lord. We have to come out of darkness, that dungeon that has you bound. We have to get out of there. You know, if you were in a real prison and you want to get out of there, you would do anything for the governor to give you a pardon, right? <laughs> you would write letters to this senator, that senator, whatever happened. That's right. We want to be pardoned, right? That's the same thing. So we forgive ourselves in forgiving that person that we have offended or that person that has offended us. You have to forgive yourselves as well as forgive them. And if that person ever tells you, I'm sorry, so what? If they never tell you, I'm sorry, don't live with that. You forgave them. That's what's important. If they don't forgive you, you don't go begging for forgiveness. You don't go telling them you should be the one. No. You pray for them. You forgive them. Be merciful. Don't wait for them to come to you. You go to them. And also with that said, sometimes not only is unforgiveness sitting in there, but also a little pride, you know, because you feel like, you know, why should I be the one going up to them? You know, and here goes the pride. So you let pride take over. And so when you let pride take over, you are allowing yourself to get deeper and deeper and deeper into that cell. We have to get rid of that pride. We have to humble ourselves. The Bible says those that humble themselves shall be exalted. So we have to humble ourselves in a caring and kind and compassionate way to go to that person to ask for forgiveness. And if you're not the one that offended them, you say, I'm sorry anyway. Because by saying I'm sorry to them, they might turn around and ask for forgiveness too. So you'll be the first example. Praise God. Don't, don't lose sleepless nights and not sleeping and up all night trying to figure out how you're going to get even with that person, plotting things and this and that. No. God doesn't want us to be, to retaliate against those that have offended us. That is not our job to do. That is God's business. Avenge is his, right? Revenge is his. But we are to, if you're up in the middle of the night losing sleep over this, you need to get on your knees and start praying. <laughs> That's what we should be doing. Praying, God, be merciful unto me and help me with this situation. I give it all to you. We sing that song, I give, I give myself away. Let's mean that. Give it all to Jesus. And he will see you through this. And he will walk with you when you go to that journey to see that other person. He will be there with you. God loves us so much, saints, that he wants us to live in peace with one another, in harmony with one another. Unity is so important. Brotherly love is so important because this is our family. 
This is a family. And the family of God has the ability to take care of these things. Praise God. The world doesn't know how to do this. They're retaliating, shooting each other up, going to schools, going to jobs with guns, killing their boss. They don't know how to do this because they don't have Christ. But we have Christ. And we ought to live godly and walk godly and produce godliness with one another. Praise God. So we are to walk and live and preach God's forgiveness because we are going to forgive as well. You cannot try to win souls to the kingdom and somehow Jesus will forgive them if you haven't forgiven your brother or sister. Praise God. No, we can't do that. We have to come to the altar and ask God to help us with this unforgiveness. And, and give it to him completely. So that way we could go on with our lives. Don't get stuck. Some of you wonder how come you're stuck and you're in the same place. That's what it is. Start examining yourself. Take the big scissors out and start pruning your tree. Praise God. <laughs> time to get rid of this. Time to get rid of that. And start pruning your tree. So that way you're able to see the light and you're going to be able to walk forward. We don't want to be stuck. You don't want to be in jail forever. And you don't want that other person to be in a cell forever. You want to be free. You want to be able to sing no more shackles, no more chains. And you want to be able to sing that freely. Freedom, right? Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. We have to ask God, like the song says, break every chain. Every chain in our life should be broken. Not just the sinful nature that we came out of. It, not just whatever we did when we're in the world, it's every chain, chains of unforgiveness, chains of pride, chains of hate, chains of envy, chains of all kind of evil stuff should be broken. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So we could flourish in the walk with the Lord and we could win souls for his kingdom because that's what we're here for, to win souls for the kingdom. That is the purpose we're here for. To worship, to love him, to bring others to Christ. Praise God. Not to be carrying this with us everywhere we go. No. We have to get rid of this baggage. This baggage of unforgiveness does not belong in our lives. It does not belong in our homes. It does not belong with us. We should have left that out years ago. So our opportunity every moment that we breathe, and you haven't forgiven someone, you're missing a heartbeat with God. We have to remember that we are connected to the Lord by the Holy Ghost. And if you don't forgive someone, he's not going to forgive you. We want to stay closer and closer to the Lord as possible. So let's live right. Let's do what's right and let's be merciful. And let's love one another, truly, truly love one another. Not from lip service, but from the heart. From the heart. Love one another truly as we love Christ. We love the Lord with all our heart, soul, body, mind. We are to love each other the same. Love one another. 
and not allow anything to interfere in that relationship we have with the family of God. The Lord wants us to think about what I said and examine ourselves. And trust me, I'm not just speaking to people here. I'm preaching to myself as well. Because we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Praise the Lord. We all have these issues as human beings. And we have to remember that Christ is the first one in our lives more than anyone. And we love him so much that we're going to do exactly what he says. Praise the Lord. It says in Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other. Just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. Remember that. God has forgiven us. We are to forgive one another. We don't want to walk around with health issues because we're harboring and feeding on forgiveness. Do you know that's what you do when you hold on to unforgiveness? You're feeding it. You're feeding, you're watering it, you're feeding it, you're taking care of it, you're having a nice little bag, you know. We don't need to be feeding on forgiveness. <laughs> we need to be giving forgiveness instead. Praise God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. So God is loving. God is merciful. And I love the Lord today because he forgave me of my sins. Washed in the blood of the lamb in the name of Jesus and full with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord for the truth that we today can talk about all this because we love Jesus and we love one another. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's remember as we stand, praise the Lord, and say a prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. Because you have given us the opportunity, Lord, to forgive others as you have forgiven us. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your compassion that you have used on us for forgiving us. And we ask you, God, that we can turn this around and forgive our friends, our sisters, our brothers, our family. Help us have a forgiving and a merciful attitude. Help us forgive others with love and compassion, Lord. Help us, Lord God, remove pride and envy from our hearts and retaliation and unforgiveness that does not belong there. We ask you, Jesus, right now to continue, Lord, to bless us and to use us to win souls for your kingdom with a forgiving heart, with mercy, with compassion, with love, Lord, that only you can give. And we thank you, God, for dying on the cross because your death was our forgiveness, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for that, Lord. And we ask you, God, right now to bless every saint in this oratorium. Help them through the day. We ask you, God, to help them deal with any unforgiveness. Give them strength, Lord. Give them hope, Lord. Because you are our Savior, our King, our Majesty, Lord. And we love you and want to live like you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity that you gave me to bring forth your word. 
In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you, amen. Thank you. At this time, I'm going to ask you all to greet one another. We're going to meet again here at 11 o'clock and uh, greet one another and shake hands and love one another. In Jesus' name. Find somebody to forgive right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs>